want a footy podcast with expert opinion. What was it? What was the quote like? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> with sizzling hot takes. What was it? What was the quote like? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> and unique analysis. What was it? What was the quote like? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> you want the Greenfield Post Footy Podcast? Yeah. Just thought, uh, thought I'd stitch you up a little bit there, Roots. It is the Greenfield Post Footy Podcast. We are back for another round of footy chat after I, round. I don't 20. know whether that's the best or worst thing I've ever heard. I think I think it's both the best and the worst thing you've ever heard. Uh, plenty to touch on this week. Uh, player the players of the week. Uh, a few teams cut themselves away from the herd, and a few teams, well, kind of fucked it for themselves. Uh, so we'll touch on all those. Rudy rants. Rudy's rant is back. We take of the week. We're going to touch on well. Unfortunately, it's the biggest talking uh, topic of the round, the uh, Brodie Grundy uh, tackle. But before we do that, I'll introduce you to the fellow panellist, Ian Rabs Warren. Ian? I am Rabs Warren. Uh, I'll get that. Get I- that. Ian Rabs Warren. Yeah. That's, uh, and that youthful, exuberant voice you've heard there is once again Ethan Meldrum on the back of another Melbourne loss. How are you going, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And Rudy, how are you going, buddy? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Maddie's done a very good job. He does that <laughs> audio there, stitching you up there. Um, oh, what a great round of footy, boys! Before we get into our players of the week, just there's a few games there. The men from the boys, oh, as they say, really did it. Started Friday night, um, which I'm sure you don't want to talk about too much. But Sydney did a number on you at on, Simmons. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a carbon copy of the last two games uh, the Cats have lost to them, wasn't it? Mm. It's exact same thing. They come out like heavy pressure early, pick off the shit inside fifty entries, and uh, easy. And then it uh, too easy. And then it finished on um, well yesterday afternoon with Adelaide just absolutely get doing a number on Port. And we'll touch on that as well. Uh, players of the week, Roots. Who, who's your uh, who's your player? Um, my player of the week came from yesterday's uh, Eddie had game. Jack Steele with his uh, twenty six touches, ten clearances, twelve tackles. I think it's called a triple double mm. in <laughs> footy terms, isn't it? Um, he had three inside fifties, a couple of goals, and um. I was also tossing up between him and Jack Billings, who was also incredible, I thought. I did, I really did, good win for St Kilda. It, well, I, don't, I didn't get to see a lot of that game. I listened to it on the radio the, sec, the last quarter, but um, I was very surprised when I saw Jack Steele's name being named as Triple M's player of the round. But then I read those stats and he, mm. he had a really good game. Yeah, no, he was he, awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on it more, but it was a sort of physicality, physicality and bullishness that really rattled West Coast. And it's the sort of thing they just can't stand up to. Mm. Oh, that's because they're piss weak. Yeah. (laughs) Which we'll touch on. Yes, we definitely will. Um, Well, look, I was going to go the Zork because he started, like, once again, he started the game on fire. Another couple of goals. That's the stock standard for him. But then he kind of, he trailed off uh, when the the Bulldogs got themselves back into that game and he really didn't stand up. So I couldn't pick him this week. I've gone Josh Kelly. I think he, he played more forward, but he kicked, what, three goals, two. Um, he was fantastic. 27 touches, nine tackles, four clearances. He is an absolute freak. He's had a sensational year. And I tell you what, St. Kilda might be very good next year when he's lining up in the middle for him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, him him there, Jack, Jake Lever in the back line, they'll be, a, they'll be all right. They're contenders. Yeah. Well, Apparently, they, they pretty much have to sign blokes. I've heard they've got three million bucks to spend. Like wow. They have to sign some some players. Yeah. Or else, it's, it's you know, there's going to be some very average Saints getting some seriously big well, pay it, packets it, to get up to the cap it, floor. It makes sense when you think about it because they've had they've been linked to Nat Five, they've been linked to linked to Josh Kelly, and now Nick Rewalt and Lee Montagna are probably going to go. Mm. Well, Rewalt's gone, and Montagna, I, I reckon, you just you we'll follow suit, yeah. And they're not they're not on they're not on nothing. 
Mate, how? I mean, everyone's talking about Gary Ablett going back to Geelong, but imagine how romantic it would be if Zach Dawson goes back to St Kilda oh. just for one <laughs> final year. There's your three million bucks. They can of. get look. Collingwood will happily give up Chris Main if they want to take that contract as well. If they've got money to spend, <laughs> who's your player of the round, mate? Uh, mine was Taylor Walker. Okay, on a on a non St Kilda vibe this time. I mm-hmm. think look, Sam Jacobs won the showdown medal and he was fantastic. But I think. The tone was really set with Taylor Walker, especially in that first half. He had 23 touches, five contested marks, 16 contested possessions in the wet. He's not really known as a contested marking forward, someone who doesn't really take those pack marks, but he was. Yeah. And it really set the tone for Adelaide. And well, they won by 84 points, biggest showdown win ever. And he was at the forefront, especially in that first half. Loves beating up on shit teams. And Port Adelaide yes. yesterday <laughs> were fucking terrible. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, you, you touched on it. Source won that, um, that, uh, the medal. But I thought the ruck duel between those two, the only thing that separated them was Source hit the scoreboard. Yep. Hitouts were pretty much identical. Tackles were identical. Disposals were affected pretty much identical. I think uh, Ryder had a few more handballs. I, 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 Ryder wasn't disgraced at all, but Sam Jacobs was just monstrous. Yeah, I agree with that. It's really making the All-Australian ruck race interesting, isn't it? I, I, I think it's down to Ryder and Cruiser for that, in my opinion. And maybe McAvoy. And you, you get you get someone else saying it's between Jacobs and McAvoy. That's the thing. Mm. Oh, it's surely, surely it's one one of Ryder and, and Cruiser. Has to be one of those two, doesn't it? McAvoy's had a fantastic season. Yeah, he's still I, McAvoy, I did, though. It, it, it's <laughs> strange to say because he hasn't been that good before this. But Well, we're straying off topic here, but McAvoy's had a good year because he was essentially um, surplus to requirements until Segler went down. So mm. they kept him. Ryder's, had a, Ryder's story is good because he's come back from that year off thanks to the drug saga. And um, Cruiser was done. His body was fucked. And all of a sudden, he's just pulled a career year out of his ass. So I think we can settle it. It will be Sam Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> because well, it's a, by far the least romantic story. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, that showdown victory, Port was so shit. I think the stat was it's the second lowest halftime score in their history. That that is, that includes the tarp days. <laughs> Like, that is their worst, second worst first half score of all time. It was pissing down with rain. It almost was tarp days for them. Yeah. yeah they were horrifying. They Just were the, the get- so, like, I, I, and I've been calling them pretenders for uh, weeks, but I didn't, and I, I sort of, I've picked Adelaide to win by a lot, but I didn't see that coming. That capitulation. Horrible. All the chatter on social media from Port fans as well towards Triple M Adelaide being biased and Crotards and Port will come out and smack. Yeah, Crotards, Brady. I could saw you, I saw your face contorting. Yeah. I've used that term. <laughs> yeah. And they're saying Port's going to come out and smash him. Adelaide made them their bitch. Like, they, they was Hugh Greenwood, 13 tackles. 13. 13. <laughs> and you, you were telling me, Rudy, you had 12 of those in the first half. Yeah, first half alone. Fucking yeah. hell, that is an effort. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a game that demanded physicality and... Adelaide just well, Port Adelaide wouldn't have a bar of it. Mm. No, absolutely, they're, like, they're cowards. The only the only player who had more than five tackles in the first half, and there were a lot of players that did, was Travis Boke. He had ten. Mm. Yeah, he well. had more than double anyone else of his teammates. He was the only player who was barely even trying. Speaking yeah. of Hugh Greenwood and tackles, he has the most tackles after ten career games of anyone. Really, since they started reporting uh, that's stats. Um, he leads. He leads three pretty interesting players. Um, one of them is Dane Zorko. He's in fourth. Second, David Allard. What? <laughs> yeah, and and third, Mark Hutchings, David Allard, sixty-six tackles in his first Jesus. ten games. Jesus, <laughs> where's David Allard now? Maybe we can do. He's he's he's, he's not playing. Apologies, Hugh Greenwood, you'll sure. be gone in two years. Yeah, yeah. Well, none of those players. I oh, know Mark Hutchings still plays, isn't he? West yeah, Coast. he's still West Coast. Well, Wait, hang on, you're telling me there's sort a, of there's a West Coast player in that list, <laughs> and it's and it's tackles. Yeah. They're the fucking softest team going around. <laughs> so, so Adelaide's really sort of stamped their authority. They, I mean, let's be honest. They love playing at Amy. At, I was going to say Amy Park. 
don't shoot me. They don't love don't, playing Amy Park. That's why they moved. No one does. They, oh, they love playing Amy Park in Amy Adelaide. Stadium. Yeah, well, both. Um, but they love playing at Adelaide. Um, look, like they'll they'll certainly get a qualifying final at their home ground. So you can essentially say that they've pretty much bookended themselves to a grand final spot. They need to win to the MCG though. Mm. Mm. That'll be the test. That's, that's the big question. So I mean. Where, who does that say more about that result? You know, eighteen goals twenty-two to seven goals four. Were Port that bad or Adelaide that good? Port was that bad. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Port were really that bad. Hey, it was that half time. Adelaide had had thirty-two more contested possessions. Mm. Yep, it was just um, ugh, it's just horrible. To it, watch. It, it, it does say a lot about Adelaide's midfield. It was yeah, mm. super impressive. Well, one we, which, which is kind of which is kind of been their sticking point all year is is their midfield good enough to win them a flag? And they had thirty two more contested possessions than a top five team at half time. It's pretty impressive. One of the teams that they could come up against in the top four is is this mob. I am extremely comfortable in saying that I'm I'm extremely comfortable in not saying that Richmond are the real deal. In fact, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd even have them in my top six. They're good. They're good. They're, yeah. they're good. They're very good. I was wrong. They're yeah. good. <laughs> they're real good. They touch. They, they might. They might be a chance to actually do this. They might be a chance to actually do this. I still have some concerns over their mindset in tough games, mm. but they might be able to. They might be able to get this oh, done. That, like it's the year for a flawed team to win the flag. That that had Richmond Hawthorne had every right to be a tough game. Hawthorne's been superb over the last three months. And it wasn't. Richmond never made it a tough game. It would never even looked like a tough game for them. Well, they got the jump on them. And then their lead they had in that first quarter, that kind of sat with them the whole game, didn't it? Mm. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, they, they basically played the game on their terms. And that, that's, that? that's the thing they've done all year. They're the best defensive side in the competition. They parked the bus. Well, that's it. I mean, you're, you're a good da- side. Da- Damien Hardwick is going full Ross line at the moment. They're the best defensive team in the comp. Well, you know you're a good team when you can get a lead in the first quarter and be like, all right, we can just sit on this for... You know, another three yeah. quarters mm. and just get kill victory. it off. Yeah, yeah. it's um they're going to smash Geelong down in in Geelong this weekend. You think? Yeah, they're perfectly set up to smack the Cats. I reckon they've got the the um the small forwards that put the pressure on the the big lumbering slow blokes in Geelong's backline, and they go and, long. Yeah, and they go long, and then they've got the um the organised defence to to mop up Geelong's shitty forward fifty entry, and the Cats are going to be missing. Yeah, Selwood for sure, probably. Mitch Duncan, probably Tom Hawkins. Mm. And it's, yeah. it's got to be wet too. So that at least, you know, brings it. But losing, not having Selwood in a game like that, both Selwoods mm. in a game like that, is, is really going to hurt you. But I was talking to a couple of Richmond blokes at the pub yesterday. And as, even as a Collingwood fan, I had to say to them, like, oh, I'm seriously impressed by your football team. Like, you, mm. you are the real deal. Like, you know, the first eight, eight rounds, no one wanted to believe it. But Richmond have been good since round one. Well, they haven't faltered. They've barely faltered. The whole season. It's, it's been the Adelaide and the St Kilda game, probably their two, only their two below average moments of the year. Other than that, they've been consistently good. They've, mm. they've, they've, had, they've answered every they've single challenge. They've had some challenge. pretty bad losses, like they, they, where they didn't play badly, but the loss, the nature of the loss was really embarrassing. Mm. Mm. The Freo game, the GWS game. Despite that, 13 and 6. Well, yeah. that's Yeah, there is, you know. It could, it could be anyone. 15 and 4 or 16 it's, and 3 if they it, fix those. But it's like it's Sean Grigg is having a good year. Kane Lambert, Dan, like you know, he's had a sensational season. He's been brilliant coming out of nowhere. Josh Caddy's probably the best full forward ever play the game. Four goals, four <laughs> yesterday, seventeen scoring goals. Well, I know that's nuts. In a in a 
you know, and Josh Caddy's a low-scoring game. Yeah, and he's not a great footballer. No. And he's just done. He's just torn Hawthorne to shreds. Granted, he was playing on some bloke I don't even know his name. Um, yeah, I can't even. Tayy Miles, no Connor Glass. That's who he was playing. Oh yeah, and got touched <laughs> up. Um, playing his third game. So Hawthorne, uh, we can finally put, put a line through Hawthorne for like the first time in years. Mm. Well, I was looking finals. forward to them winning the flag from eight. Oh, really? one, one upping the Bulldogs. Really. But. <laughs> well, so you've you've touched on Geelong already. I'd love to get your opinion. Are they cooked? Because my my mate has got the exact same injury Selwood has, and he the doctor said twelve weeks for him. Yeah, the, uh, I think the cats are um, a, a bit of a smoke screen there. As that that syndesmosis is like a six week injury, pretty much minimum. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think you'll be. I don't think you'll see Joel Selwood on the park again this this season. And yes, they're cooked. No mm. longer cooked. Well, he's, he's got five weeks effectively because of the bye, so that'll help. But every single player that's had syndesmosis has missed, yeah, eight weeks. Stephen Cornelio's missed, well, he's played, what, three games this year? Four? Yeah. Liberatore had it last year, missed ten. I think came, it's, yeah. Came back for finals. Oh, I thought, I didn't think he missed that many. Missed eight, can, missed eight or ten? Coniglio missed ten last season, this season. Yeah. Sal can play through. Um, Ryan. Mm. But you don't no, want to, you don't want to wreck his foot like or ankle. I think um Will Setterfield for GWS missed three months. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Doc Larkins. Like, <laughs> just, just keep wheeling off fucking names here, mate. <laughs> um well if Geelong are cooked, where the fuck are Melbourne, West Coast and Port Adelaide? Oh see, so I've named you three teams. Who was the least impressive on the weekend? Port. Port. Port by miles. Really? Yeah. In a showdown, trying to, you know, stamp your credentials as a side. Playing on your home. Pretty deck. decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, pathetic. That was absolutely pathetic. Let's say grand final, because I mean they're not gonna make one this year. Nope. Well, I mean, everyone's talking about how good the how good this season is. I'm looking at that that ladder and there's I don't think anyone outside of Adelaide, GWS and Richmond, maybe Sydney, can win the flag. Like I don't think Geelong can. I don't I think the rest of them are making up numbers. Bulldogs definitely are. Yeah. Essendon are a little bit dangerous, but if Fantasia's out for the next month, that kind of stuffs them. They could drop down to 10th if they lose this, this weekend. This, this, this year's been good because it's an absolute cesspool of mediocrity. Mm. Everyone's close. Yeah. Everyone's shit. And it's great. If Collingwood win the next three games, they, they, Ryan. Sneak, they could sneak no. into it. I'm, I'm just saying. Let's move on. You're not, you're not just saying. <laughs> I, think, I think in order of, of how shit they were in the weekend, it was Port, Melbourne, West Coast. Yeah. Well, I didn't think, like West Coast were, it was poor, but they... I didn't think they were that bad. This is how much the Herald Sun doesn't rate Collingwood. And that's fair enough because I don't rate them either. They did their, your finals chances after this round. They went number 10, Melbourne, number 11, St. Kilda, skipped Collingwood at 12 and then gave a Hawthorne one at 13. Like they didn't even bother with us, but they did 13th. <laughs> that's how much. Like, well, while we give them that glimmer of hope. Oh, that game of football on Saturday night was the worst thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It was, yeah, it was disgusting it's stuff, bad. wasn't it? Oh. I had that on the main TV, and then on my laptop, I was streaming Frio Gold Coast. Oh. <laughs> Not an auspicious night of footy. Before Mate. that, and the Twilight game was bloody the Bulldogs in Brisbane. I was awful. awful. Hyping it up as the best Ugh. round of footy ever, and then we get that. Before they shut down Gitmo, <sighs> they should just put that game on loop, because that would just be the, the worst amount of torture you could ever get, <laughs> watching Collingwood North Melbourne. Um, well, Melbourne, mate, they're, they're disappointing. They are, they are fucking soft. If you put West Coast, the West Coast team and Melbourne team in a boxing match for 12 rounds, they wouldn't throw a punch. They'd just run around. <laughs> they're, that, they're that weak, mate. They are the softest teams going around. Your finals chances are on the line and you just go limp. I just that, don't understand it. That, that's a, that urge. They look good for about 10 minutes. Yeah, they did. They, 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 
looked and like then GW playing the best footy of the bang, season bang, 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 for bang. 10 minutes and then they fall to shit. And that's that's the thing that irks me about Simon Goodwin is there's a real lack of urgency about what he said after the match. Is that we'll see how he said after round 23. It's round 20. Your team's dropped out of the eight because of a dismal performance against a team you probably should be beating considering their form. Yep. That's, that's the thing that also irks me about you know, what Richmond's done this year. Melbourne is every bit as good as Richmond at their best. And that, and that was proved on Anzac Day. Melbourne lost because they had two on the bench and Richmond ran over them in the last quarter. They were pretty close mm. all, all night. And Melbourne just can't perform week to week and Richmond does. And that's the difference between third and tenth at the moment, or third and ninth. The difference between third and ninth is the amount of passengers you've got. You've got a bike who gets yeah. 52 hit-outs, but then you've got Jeff Garland who has three touches. Cam Pedersen has eight touches. Jack Sam Watts has been all Sam Frost has eight touches. Watts has 10. Jaden Hunt has 10. Jake Malkstrom, one of the worst players in the AFL, continually gets <laughs> games, had 14 touches. It's, although granted he kicked two goals. Mm. Yeah, he's been playing it forward. So, mm. yeah, there's just no urgency in that side at the moment. And they need it if they are serious about playing finals, and they should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're better than Port Adelaide at their best. Mm. They've got West Coast covered. They went over there and beat them. Sydney, maybe not. You probably could give Richmond a test. You're suspiciously quiet, Rudy. What? You're, susp- you're suspiciously quiet. What, 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 what have we been talking about, Rudy? <laughs> you don't I know. don't know. You don't no. know you're pissed. I don't know. I, yeah, I was pissed. No, no, I was, I was looking. Uh, I just had to do a t- little bit of looking something up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, well, were, you, what were you looking where at? Where are Melbourne at? That's what we're talking where about. Where are Melbourne at? Well, they're nowhere. Mm. They're, they're done. That's, I, that, I think that's why I tuned out because it's like, they're, they're irrelevant now, aren't they? Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, they're not going to win the flag, and they're not... I mean, what... You know, like, they make the finals lose. You know, I just don't see... Unless that, you know... I just don't see what... Um, I, don't, I just don't see them doing much more in 2017. It's like, that's fine. Another year of development, move on. Next year is the year to have a proper crack. Well, is that the same you'd say about West Coast, Sam? Because, you know, between Kennedy and Lacarra, they kicked eight of their 14 goals and they lost to a less than impressive St Kilda side again in Melbourne. West Coast have bigger problems. They've got no good kids. Mm. Yeah, they've gone all in on making finals and more this year. Their average age is the highest in the competition. Well, I reckon I said it in, what, round five that they were expecting to be top four and have tackle a premiership. They don't make the finals. Adam Simpson is in a lot of trouble. A lot. They, they love eating their own over there, but he's fr- he's a Victorian as well, so it makes it easier for them to give him the, give him the flick. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just there. I'm a bit sick of West Coast, mm. you know. <laughs> one, of your mates, one of your mates goes for West Coast. Is he your housemate or is he just a good mate? Your West Coast. Oh, uh, no, he's, he's one of my best mates. Yeah. So what, where's... What's he saying? Like, is he just frustrated or he doesn't know where they're at? And like, what's... Oh, he's, um, he's called them heartless cowards yesterday, if that gives you a, an idea. <laughs> I, was like, I was saying to him, I thought they were okay. Mm. Uh, you know, I thought they were all right. But nah, not having them. He's, uh, he's sick to death of them. Seven, <laughs> seven blokes who didn't register a tackle? For, for West Coast yesterday. Yep. And eight that registered one tackle. Their leading That's tackler? Horrible. That is... Their leading tackler? Drew Mark Petrie. <laughs> Mark Drew, Drew Petrie. 34-year-old 34, 34 D-list D mm. from North Melbourne who are on the slide. But, but these aren't... He's th- their leading tackler. We got, I don't even know who Luke Partington is. Will Schofield, you're a defender and you haven't laid a tackle. Nathan Vardy didn't have a stat. 
hang on, this can't be right. Because they're saying Prittis and Josh Hill didn't have a stat either. That's not right. I think the AFL website might have fucked up. Oh, they might have included the emergencies, sir. <laughs> the yeah. travelling emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> but did Prittis not play? No, he was an emergency. Oh, well, they, well, what are you doing, AFL website? You just touched us up. <laughs> but um, they, it like touched, touched you up. Yeah, well, they did. They did. <laughs> um, but but, but it, it, was, it was like they were kind of, they were almost half-assed about it. Like someone like Jack Darling had 22 pressure acts, didn't lay a tackle. Mm. Um, Mark Hutchings had 15 pressure acts for one tackle. Whereas you look at someone like St. Kilda, like Jack Steele had 20-odd pressure acts for 12 tackles. Like mm. when they went, even like Seb Ross and outside me who had 10, 12 pressure acts for four tackles. When they went, they stuck. Mm. I'm still confused as to what a pressure act is. It's just like chasing someone. It's like halfway to a tackle. Right. So in, well, in, a, in a sense. So the king of that has to be Tipper. And and that's mm. why I think Essendon, of those teams around the periphery, if they get Fantasia back for finals, they actually could cause damage. Mm. They play exciting football, Essendon. Yeah, yeah no, they're a very uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I reckon they really went into their shell, especially offensively when Fantasia went down. Absolutely. They lost their run from... They, they, they kicked four goals in 15 minutes, and then Fantasia did his hammy, and that was it. Well, if it wasn't for Tipper, they wouldn't have won that game. You'll kick two goals in five minutes in the last quarter. These, everyone's favourite footballer. You just get giddy with it. And, 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 I love him very much. Yeah. And, but, but that's the thing. They lose Fantasia. Tip and Woody isn't exactly... Like, he doesn't do it every single week. Yeah, but they've got one of the best backmen, Michael Hurley, who'd be All-Australian. Jay Danaher is a phenom. He just looked like he's going to tear that game apart until until Liam Jones until this fella came in. Oh boy, oh boy, Liam Jones, welcome back to earth. Um, um, uh, um, and um, hopefully, yeah. Jones, watch. Feels really good. Yeah, it does feel really good. He was sensational. 14, uh, 14 possessions, eight marks. Um, I don't know how many of those were intercept, but there was a fair few ripping marks in that. And from quarter time. Onwards, I know Danaher kicked a late goal, kicked his third goal late in the in the game, but Jones killed him in mm. that middle part of the game, like absolutely tore him to shreds. Yeah, Danaher looked like he was going to have one of those games where he just kicks five or six and takes the game by the scruff of the next, and then Liam Jones shut him down. Mm. He's brilliant. <laughs> still bizarre to me how good he is at this. He loves, <laughs> he does love having a good year when it's his contract year, but I think that, I mean. He's playing that well. You can't see him not going on with it. A little bit of Jared Grandotis. A little bit of Jared Grandotis. He's not doing that well this year, though, Jared Grand, unfortunately. But anyway, microphone head might be um, gone from AFL. But uh, we're talking about Jones here, mate, and he's been sensational. He'll go a long way to turning Carlton into an okay football team because, let's be honest, they put the cue in the rack a few weeks ago, but they were always going to come out because Essendon Carlton's always a a ripping game of football. Mm. But it was dangerous. It looked like it was going to get absolutely torn open in that first quarter, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like it was going to be 10 goals. Yeah, it did. It's Carlton, they're just experts at dragging teams down into the mud, aren't they? Mm. Just so good at it. Brendan Bolton is such a great coach. He is. really is a jet. He really is getting the best out of them. Imagine, imagine if Gold Coast got him, you know? Mm. Uh. There's, um, there's a weird sort of rumor going around because he's only on like a, he's on a rolling contract apparently. And apparently Collingwood were going to go after him, but you can't trust Bigfooty. I mean, Bigfooty's... No, you can't. <laughs> it's actually, shocking. Actually, let's, let's never speak of them again. <laughs> Gold, Gold Coast will be interesting because if might get John Barker, who has been under Bolton, he's been under Mick Malthouse, whatever that's worth. Rats. I think he was under Rats too, wasn't and he? And Brett Ratton for, again, whatever that's worth. Mm. He's, got a, he's got some good experience behind him. Well, the way I'm seeing um, Bolts, he's doing what Ruzi did at Melbourne. He's teaching him yep. how to defend first for the first couple of seasons, and then he's going to bring the offense into that and hopefully some, some recruits because Sam exactly Carriage is same. disgusting. I think Sam Carriage, just, he's a king turnover. 
<laughs> he's really shit. I don't know if you no, watched. He's not very cut. good. It, yeah. They've got a lot of mediocrity in that side, Carlton. Mm. Like we say, they're getting the best out of them. They're seven eighth. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't have a lot of good footballs in that team, <laughs> uh, Mark, and that's they're seventeenth on the back of Mark Murphy having the best season of his career, mm. and Bryce Gibbs having a really good season as well. He was quieter on the weekend. Um, Sam Doherty locking himself into all Australia. Matthew Cruz are doing the same, mm. and they're seventeenth. Well, it's do you funny. have a, do you have a rant, Rudy? I do. Oh, here we go. The big fella's angry. It's Rudy's rant. Uh, this isn't aimed at anything on field, but I have had more than enough of seeing those ultra-tune ads at every ad break on Foxtel. <laughs> I cannot be the only one that is just utter, offensive, sexist crap. Was oh, that the one with the chicks driving over the cliff? Yeah, yeah, that one, like, and the one where the, the car explodes and the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. It's all based, like, set up to, to cast women as, like, helpless morons in need of rescuing by the big, strong man. And it's just, like... It, like I reckon I see the ad, the ultra tune ads, what thirty plus, plus times a weekend, and I still get offended every time. Mm. I still manage to get offended every time. I can't believe they still air, two thousand and seventeen. Like Fox Footy likes to talk up their commitment to the women's game, and then they play those ads. That's just rank hypocrisy. Yeah. Like, surely they get complained about a lot. They must be amongst the most complained about ads on TV. They're 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 fucked. Mm. It's just <laughs> open sexism. It's, you know, like. How can anyone defend them? They're just awful. But that, awful that, ads in every way. Like only thing they convinced me to do is to never go to Ultratune. This ad was brought to you by Ultratune. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. But they're, they're doing it on purpose, mate, to get people talking about them. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, so like, I'm going to talk about. It, I'm going to call them idiots. Like it's, it's just it's horrible shit. Mm. I just can't believe that. I just can't believe that uh, you know. Fox footy allows them to air. Surely there's some kind of standards in it. They look at it and go, it's not worth the money. Money talks though. Yeah. What's what's worse, seeing that or seeing Nathan Brown come up with sports bet odds four times a weekend? Um, I I think hey, I, I'm, I'm on the Nathan Brown bandwagon at the moment. <laughs> after that thing yesterday. I, I, uh, I, I, I just hate after, after, after he sledged a player from every single team Yeah, that on was air. very funny. That yeah, was, was that very, was, very was good. good. But um, I just I just really hate those altitude ads. I'm I'm not a fan yeah, of gambling same. either, but I, I find the altitude ads considerably more offensive. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, let's. Uh, well, we have to talk about the, the big issue, and we want to talk about it a bit differently. So the Brody Grundy tackle on uh, Big Brad Brown knocked him out. My opinion is that people are getting suspended now for the the consequences of the tackle, not the tackle themselves. But that's been that's been the case for a long time. I know, yeah. and it's I think it's ridiculous. I think we might have a grab of what Brady Grundy had to say after the game. Lastly, to my family. No, I don't. Uh, there you go. Mom. That's a bit of a wrong grab. Don't worry about that. That's uh, we like to do. <laughs> what a bit was things. that? I think that was his award when he won something. I think he won best rookie player at Collingwood. I mean, we can listen <laughs> to it if you want. I mean, there you go. No, no, no. no let's not listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean he's he's got to go because the AFL yep. have set themselves a precedent of suspending players, if, and you can't suspend Patrick Dangerfield, who is their golden child, and not suspend Brody Grundy. I tell you what, if if Brody Grundy gets up, you can guarantee there'll be a, a you know a, a vigilante group coming up the highway from Geelong, just like the Beverly Hillbillies, <laughs> like blokes with pitchforks hanging <laughs> off the truck and stuff, driving their yeah. Fords up the. Yeah. <laughs> The Westgate Freeway. Um, but you, 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 sorry. You sorry. can't leave the head unprotected like that. That's the thing. Yeah. The the simple fact of the matter is that he's pinned his arms and then smashed his head on the ground, but he's going to get suspended. Before mm. before you go into 
where you want to go with this conversation. I thought it was very funny, Nathan Buckley saying in his eyes it was a perfect tackle. And then Brad Scott doing a Brad Scott thing and being like, like you know, acting, just like, laughed. acting like it's the worst thing anyone's ever said to him and then laughed. Well, did you say that? If that if it was um, Ben Brown doing that to Brodie Grundy, Brad Scott would have said the exact same thing Nathan Buckley did. He would have said it's a perfect tackle. And, and Coaches, hypocrites, news at 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you've got, uh, you're fed up with a certain aspect of, of the commentary and rhetoric around this, aren't you, Roots? Um, yeah, well, I'm fed up with all of it. I, I can't remember where I was initially going. That people saying, idea, people blaming they... the car park. Oh yeah, people. <laughs> that's right. Had stadium. Sorry, I'm all over the shop today. Yeah, you're um, like... that's right. There, I saw a, a, a fair bit of commentary around this saying, suggesting that Ben Brown wouldn't have been knocked out if the Eddie had turf wasn't so, so hard and that Brody Grundy should get off for that reason. <laughs> what? what? What's or, that about? He also wouldn't have been knocked out if he had a fucking arm free to yeah, stop if he himself. Could have, yeah, if he could have stopped himself from hitting his head on the deck. That's just stupid. Uh, maybe, 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 I mean, he's going to get two weeks anyway, so why don't we just go to the tribunal and just let members of Collingwood's cheer squad be his... His, his uh, legal counsel. His legal counsel. Yeah. Oh, but you know... You, Surprise there's witnesses. A cow, there's a cow park underneath Eddie had. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he hit his head on the cement and... And that. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, you, you, you got him off. How good, how good would Joffa be rocking up in a gold oh, sequence suit? As, Joffa, as, Joffa QC. His legal counsel. <laughs> Come on. Just anyway. Stretch your get, him, get him the wig and stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, if round 20 set the men apart from the boys, so to speak, what's round 21 going to do? What are, you, what are you looking forward to the most uh, coming up this, this round, boys? Oh, um... Geelong getting spanked by Richmond. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a, it's it's all. Um, Are you gonna... Every game has so much meaning now, doesn't it? Bulldogs, GB, Bulldogs GWS. That'll be good. It's got to be a good game. That kicks off the round. Um, yeah, they lift. They hate each other. They genuinely hate each other. Those two teams. They they really do. Yeah. Um. I actually think Sunday's one ten game at the MCG, Melbourne and St Kilda has the most riding on it, because whoever loses, you can almost effectively. Ride them out of finals. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, decent Kilda yeah. is about as big as an eight-point game as there has been all year. Yeah. Um, can we flash back to Geelong-Richmond and tell the Richmond fans who think they are entitled to attend an away game to fuck off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Hey, please elaborate. Well, there's it, it, like a small group of Richmond fans who think, like, because it's Geelong-Richmond, it's two reasonably big cops, that this game should be played at the MCG mm. as a Geelong home game, like it would be for Geelong-Collingwood mm-hmm. or... Or something like that. And this game hasn't been well attended for years at all. And it's a long home game as well. Can, why can't they play home games at their home ground? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to me that um, people are arguing to like further decrease the equality of the fixture to accommodate Richmond fans. If, 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 like, the, if the issue they is... used to sell home games to fucking Cairns or Darwin or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Like, and they lost them to yeah, Gold Coast. Like Carmichael hunted. Yeah. Uh, uh, isn't it? What, what, I mean, what if the issue is capacity? Why don't they move to fucking ANZ Stadium? Well, exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, they're giving up. I think they were saying forty thousand. That's if a hundred thousand rock up to the MCG. But forgive me if I'm wrong. If that's Geelong's home home ground, granted they're contractually obliged to play some at the MCG, which are always going to be against Collingwood, which are always going to be against Hawthorne because it, that's their biggest ones. Yep. Fucking oath, they're going to have this game at Simmons Stadium. Their finals are going to be at Simmons Stadium if they host them as well. Mm. Why would they? Yeah, why would they be accommodating to the away team? I don't understand. Yeah, that. it's bizarre. Mm. And people bad Collingwood supporters. That's one of the dumbest things I reckon I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I've been really annoyed about that all day. Actually, like, why <laughs> is like, that? Why you've been off with the fairies a little bit? 
You've just yeah, been thinking about Richmond think, fans. About how angry I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, Melbourne St. Kilda for me, and that Geelong-Richmond game is going to be huge. Uh, no one's going to be talking about the Q clash, are they? No one really gives a fuck about that. Um, I, it's interesting. I, I'd like to see if Brisbane win that, then they're a chance to not finish bottom. So, Yeah. yeah. You'd have to think. They've got, they've got North They've got North in a couple of weeks as well. And, and, and Melbourne. Cam Rainer Cup. They've got <laughs> Melbourne too, don't they? Brisbane? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, round 22. At the MCG. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I'm that, looking forward to Essendon beating Adelaide. That'll be fun. That's not going <laughs> to happen. Because it's at Etihad Stadium. If it's at the MCG, maybe. Adelaide have got a good record at Etihad. They've got a decent record yeah, there. Maybe. From the 11 games they've played there in the last 15 years. <laughs> Essendon just did the same against everyone, whether they're first or 18th. And then Port Collingwood to round it out, and Collingwood's just going to win that and the drive, main event. drive themselves into eighth position and win the flag like the Bulldogs did last year. How good is that going to be? They're one and eight without Daniel Wells. I'll be one and nine. He's not going to play. All right. Well, that's it. That's a bit of a flat podcast for you. I think I'm probably going to blame all on Rudy, who's still not listening to us. What? Yeah. There he is. <laughs> you can get in touch I with us. Greenfootpost.com.au <laughs> on Twitter and on Facebook. We'll catch you next week after round 21.